Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. London police are set to speak today following a standoff over the weekend. Yeah, murder charges have been laid after a standoff at a northeast London apartment building over the weekend. Police have been called to the scene on Kipps Lane early Saturday morning. Officers found a man suffering from serious injuries. He was rushed to hospital but later died. He's been identified as 41-year-old Joel A. Cameron of London. Police say they spent much of Saturday negotiating with the man who was barricaded inside the nearby apartment building and believed to be armed. Police allege the man shot at two officers at roughly 7.30 in the evening, both of whom suffered serious but non-life-threatening injuries. 42-year-old Adrian Neil Campbell of London has been charged with second-degree murder and two counts of attempted murder. Police plan to hold a news conference later this morning where Acting Chief Trish McIntyre is set to speak. We'll provide more uh, updates as soon as the information becomes available. Two men convicted of a pair of high-profile murders are appealing their verdicts. Yeah, Ontario's highest court is set to hear appeals of the two men convicted of the high-profile murders of Tim Bosma and Laura Babcock. Della Millard is also appealing his 2018 conviction for murdering his father, Wayne Millard, before the Ontario Court of Appeal. Millard was to be ineligible for parole for 75 years and Mark Schmidt for 50 years after judges imposed consecutive sentences. But the two men will be entitled to reduce sentences after the Supreme Court ruled last year those type of stacked parole ineligibility periods amount to cruel and unusual punishment. As a result, Millard and Schmidt will qualify for a reduced 25-year period of parole ineligibility, barring a successful appeal of their convictions. The hearings before the three-judge panel are scheduled to last all week. BRT is going to result in some more road closures, this time in East London. Yeah, the City of London has announced a few road closures in Old East Village for Phase 2 of construction of the East London Link. Starting today, Dundas will be closed between Ontario and Egerton Street. Ontario will be closed between Dundas and King. And King Street will be closed between Lyle and Ontario Street. The city says Rectory Street will remain open for the next few months to maintain access to Dundas Street, but drivers can expect delays at the intersection of King and Rectory Streets. These closures are set to be in place until the late fall. The East London Link will revitalize more than six kilometers of road from the downtown to Fanshawe College. It's set to be completed in 2025. March break got off to a nightmare start for Flair Airlines. Yeah, Flair Airlines is promising ticket holders they will either fly on their own planes or uh, those of another airline at Flair's expense. That's after four of the carrier's leased aircraft were seized Saturday in what Flair is calling a commercial dispute involving a New York-based hedge fund. Flair says it will use additional fleet capacity to lessen the effects on passengers, adding it did not foresee any major disruptions to its route map. Company spokesperson Mike Arnott says a number of Flair flights were canceled Saturday morning, but the company had three spare aircraft to backfill those flights. The disruption occurred as airports and airlines prepared for a surge in passengers during spring bank break, which began in Ontario over the weekend. Flair Airlines launched in 2004 as a charter airline and began offering regularly scheduled service in 2018. There is a Canadian angle to the Silicon Valley Bank story. 
Yeah, Canada's banking regulator has made a move following last week's implosion of a California-based financial institution. Canada's Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions says in light of the decision by the California Department of Finance Protection and Innovation to shut down Silicon Valley Bank, it has temporarily seized assets of the Canadian branch to preserve their value. In a statement, the office notes that Silicon's business in Canada is primarily lending to corporate clients and that the branch does not hold any commercial or individual deposits in Canada. The 95th Academy Awards had some Canadian flavor this year. Yeah, Toronto filmmaker Sarah Pauly won her first Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for the film Women Talking. Daniel Roher won the Oscar for Best Documentary, while Montreal-born makeup artist Adrian Morat uh, was part of the team recognized by the Academy with the Best Makeup Oscar. Canadian-American performer Brendan Fraser won Best Actor, while Malaysian-born Michelle Yeoh became the first Asian to win the Best Actress Oscar for her role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. The film went on to win Best Picture, just one of seven Oscars trophies. Fun fact, uh, Sarah Pauly went to my high school in uh, Toronto, uh, so the, uh, congratulations to Sarah, I guess. We didn't go to school together, but anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, comic book guy in The Simpsons where it's like, oh, I wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, wasting my life, I haven't won the briar either. How can you, what, what's going on here? But Brad Gushu did. Yes, Brad Gushu did. He made Tim Horton's Briar history last night in London as he led Team Canada to a 7-5 victory over Matt Dunstone and Team Manitoba at Budweiser Gardens. By leading his team to a win, Gushu became the first player in Briar history to claim five titles as a skip. Only Alberta's Randy Furby has more Briar total, though he won two of them as a third. Gushu will now represent Canada at the April 1st to the 9th World Men's Curling Championship in Ottawa. Let's check out what happened on this day in history in 1456. According to tradition, Johann Gutenberg first published the Bible using movable type. In 1781, British astronomer Sir Walter Herschel discovered the planet Uranus. In 1885, British Columbia passed a law barring Chinese people from entering the province. The federal government disallowed the law 18 days later. In 1894, a Paris nightclub presented the first professional striptease. In 1916, Manitoba became the first province to vote for prohibition. In 1927, Canada's old age pension bill received royal assent. In 1953, the Soviet Union vetoed a recommendation by the UN Security Council that Canada's External Affairs Minister Lester Pearson be named the UN Secretary General. In 1964, Catherine Kitty Genovese was murdered in Queens, New York. Dozens of neighbors heard or witnessed the stabbing attack, which lasted for nearly half an hour. However, they did not want to get involved. March 13th is the annual Good Samaritan Involvement Day, named in her memory. In 1967, a law took effect granting federal government employees the right to bargain collectively and strike. In 1999, after a formal signing ceremony, in Independence, uh, Missouri, Poland, Hungary, and Czech Republic became the first former members of the old Soviet bloc to join NATO, expanding the alliance to 19 members. In 2002, it was announced that Canadian snipers had shot dead Taliban or Al-Qaeda members in Afghanistan in the previous days. The first confirmed enemy killings in combat by Canadian troops since the Korean War. Soldier of Fortune magazine estimated that Canadian snipers killed more than 20 people during Operation Anaconda, one of them with a record-setting 
flying shot of 2,430 meters. In 2012, Encyclopedia Britannica announced that it would stop publishing print editions of its flagship Encyclopedia for the first time since 1768. In 2013, Chris Hadfield took over command of the International Space Station, the first time that a Canadian assumed control of the giant orbiting space lab. And on this day in 2020, Foreign Affairs Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne issued a global travel advisory for Canadians regarding COVID-19, urging people to avoid all non-essential travel outside the country. Happy birthday to Jeff, who turns 49. Today, you share a birthday with William H. Macy, who turns 73. Dana Delaney is 67. And Common turns 51.